In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hey everybody, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of the podcast Southern Fried Soccer. Today we're going to talk about yet another first for Atlanta United in its short history, and that would be their first return of a former player. I don't believe that Atlanta United has faced anyone who is on its team, but Sunday when DC United featuring Jamil Assad comes to Mercedes-Benz Stadium, it will mark the return of the Argentinian uh, to the five stripes. He'll just be in the other locker room. Assad was an unbelievable player for Atlanta United last year. As many of you know, he scored the very first goal in franchise history against Red Bulls off a cross from Tyrone Mears uh, at Bobby Dodd Stadium. It was a it was a typical aside finish. It wasn't pretty, um, but he got the work done, which is kind of the theme for his whole season with Atlanta United. He started on the left side. He played in th- I think all thirty four games. He may have missed one game. Uh, he was instrumental in the press last season for Atlanta United. Um, he's a tireless worker. Um, he was, it was just an unbelievable effort. You know you're going to get out of him every game. Um, in the offseason, he was on loan from Valise Sarsfield in, in his native Argentina. Atlanta United tried to re- reacquire him uh, on a permanent transfer. They offered twice as much money as he made last year. Um, which would have put his salary past $300,000. That wasn't satisfactory uh, for Assad, and he turned it down. Uh, eventually, uh, DC United and Atlanta United struck a trade uh, in which uh, Atlanta United received a lot of allocation money. Um, I'll, my story about email Assad, I'll tweet that back out again with kind of the behind the scenes of it last year. Um, to acquire his rights. Atlanta United had already acquired a CKL Barco, so they didn't need Assad, but they went back again and tried to get him uh, a little bit later before they struck the deal with DC United, and it just didn't happen. Uh, Assad is an instant upgrade for DC United. He had seven goals and 13 assists last year for the five stripes, but probably more importantly, it was his effort on defense. He was just an unbelievable dynamo on defense. As much he was the example that everyone on Atlanta United could follow as to what Tata Martino wanted to do just in terms of effort and energy. Uh, Captain Michael Parker said as much yesterday. Uh, we were asking him about a scouting report on Jamil, and he said, quote, We know that he's going to run for 90 minutes. He's going to press hard, and when he does press, he's going to get into you, not like a typical forward. He's actually going to get in there and try to win the ball. We have to be prepared for that. We know that he's strong. We know that he's good in small pockets of space. 
He's good around the box. He's a very good player that we are very aware of and know how he likes to play. It will be a challenge to play against him. He was fantastic for us last year. Assad already showed that quality uh, for DC United in its first game, scoring a goal to give the Gridlocks a one to nothing lead at Orlando City. Uh, the Lions eventually came back and tied that game. So this will be an interesting matchup on Sunday, not just because of Assad, but because DC United, as many of you know, took all nine points from Atlanta United last year. DC United was probably the second worst team in the league on paper uh, behind the LA Galaxy. But its style of play, uh, coached by Ben Olsen, it's counterattacking, sit deep, kind of wait, wait, wait. Just it burned Atlanta United. And really, other than a 15-minute spell in their very first meeting at Bobby Dodd, Atlanta United really never figured out how to play D.C. United. D.C. United owned them in the next two games. They played both at uh, the aging RFK Stadium. So this is going to be a really, really important game for Atlanta United on Sunday. Not only are they coming off the 4-0 loss to Houston, but they're now facing a team that had its number last year, and it's going to feature a player that Atlanta United knows they can't relax on because that counterattacking style, if a side can win that ball near the halfway line, D.C. United is going down the field quicker, well, quicker than anything that happens in Washington, D.C., that's for sure. Um, and Atlanta United is going to be on its heels, and that was a problem against Houston. Uh, we asked some of the other guys about Assad uh, earlier this week. Jeff Lorenowitz said, quote, incredibly hardworking, strong, fast, good at attacking, dangerous player. Now that he's not on our team, he's certainly someone to watch for. I'm sure he will be playing with a bit of extra intensity and desire to come here and play against his old team. He's a very good player, one we'll have to look out for. Brandon Vasquez said Jamil's a great player and a great friend. It will be really fun to play against him. We were pretty close. We were great friends. Julian Gressel said, quote, he's a good player. It's not just him on that team. Pretty good front of the group. Pretty good wingers. We're scared because we lost three times to them. He said that and laughed, so don't read too much into that. It will be a tough match. I'm hoping we can get the win this time. Uh, Assad, uh, there was a story about Assad on MLS Soccer uh, it was posted, I believe, last night. I retweeted that to all of y'all off of my Twitter account at Doug Robertson AJC. Uh, Jamil's had a couple of interesting things to say in that. He said he hopes that he is received warmly and that the fans, of which there's probably going to be 70,000 at Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Sunday, will remember uh, the work that he did uh, for the team and won't boo him. Um, and I think that's a reasonable uh, request again. He was. Uh, you could argue that he or Carmona uh, were the MVPs uh, for Atlanta United last season. Um, so uh, Assad also said some of these things on this story written by uh, Ian Quillen. Uh, I tweeted that out uh, last night. Uh, it's you can find it on MLSsoccer.com. He told Quillen it's a situation that's a little strange that I didn't think would ever happen. Um, the fans, I hope they treat me well with great memories they've had of me and the work that I put in. But I also have great memories of those fans just always filling the stadium and being a great fan base. I'm always going to have the most respect for their group and their fans. Um, let's see. What else did he say? And of the first goal, obviously it's a really beautiful memory that I have that experience that I was lucky enough to be a part of. So I'll always have that with me and I'll always think positively about that. 
I have great respect for the fans and the people of Atlanta. I don't see why I would celebrate a goal there if I was to score. So there you go. Assad is, is treating Atlanta United supporters with a great deal of respect as well as the franchise. It's typical that players that score against their former teams usually don't celebrate. There are a few exceptions, but typically they don't. Uh, so it's going to be fun to watch Jamil on uh, Sunday. Particularly, uh, you know, if he starts on the left side, I think D.C. United is playing a little more centrally, but they swap him around. Atlanta United's defense wasn't the best last week. It, it, they didn't look coordinated. They didn't look communicative. It was the first time that particular 11 had played together, uh, which, again, is a little strange choice by Gerardo Martino, but he knows a lot more about soccer than I will ever know. Uh, so I'll point it out, but won't get into it too deeply. We'll have to see the lineup they pick uh, for Sunday. Um, anyway, I'm, that's going to wrap up this edition of Southern Fried Soccer. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. You can follow me on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. I hope you'll subscribe to this podcast, Southern Fried Soccer, on iTunes. And I hope that you'll consider subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's around 11 bucks a month. That's a pretty cheap meal. I think that's around like a Zaxby's combo meal price. I had to get one for my kids last week, something around there. And not only do you get all the Atlanta United copy that I provide, which is a lot, uh, but you get everything on the Braves and the Falcons and the Hawks and Georgia and Georgia Tech and anything that's happening in Atlanta or Georgia or the South that we cover, the Masters, uh, NASCAR in Atlanta, the WNBA, if, if you're into the WNBA and the Atlanta Dream. Uh, all the high school coverage that you could want. In addition to all the local news, all the things that are happening in your backyard that you should know about. The water main break into Cab County, all the stuff with the Brave Stadium at the time, the APS scandal, all the good work that the paper has done can be yours for just 11 bucks a month. I hope you'll consider. Thank you very much. I hope you have a great day. If you see me around the stadium on Sunday, feel free to say hi. It's always fun to meet new fans and new supporters of the team. And we will talk to you later. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years, and I am still amazed at how rich the city's Black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. Like historically Black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologeticallyATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Oh, oh, oh.